did. But the, yeah, the final season. You, have you watched the final season? Are you in the middle of it? Oh yeah. No, no. I've watched. Okay. I've watched all of it, John. So, <laughs> all right. Listen, listen, listen to you. Are you in the middle of it? <laughs> in this episode, Padme conceals a blade. Anakin struggles to evade, and Zero gets betrayed. We'll discuss Clone Wars episodes 122 and 39 in this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. To episode 40 of the 11 Parsex Podcast. My name is Eric. Here, look at Buddy John. Hello! Big celebrations! And in celebration, we always have a... So every 20th every twentieth episode, we did this on the 20th. I mean, we didn't do it on zero, but uh, on the 20th episode, we cracked what for our brew for the night? A bottle of Chimay Grand Reserve. And and we are we are toasting again tonight with some uh, original authentic Trappist product. Grand Chimay. Grand Reserve. But we talked about this. This is a little bit of an intricate bottle opening, and I don't want to spill it on my couch either. So give me. Let's go ahead and pop these bad boys. You good with that, John? Uh, yeah. Any to... any bottle that has a cage on it, yeah, uh, is um, worthy of respect. People, okay. Yeah, watch your corks out there. Yeah, watch your corks. Don't aim it at your dog. My dog's sitting right next to me, so I don't want to. Try not to stare face. straight down at the bottle as you're opening it. All right, I'm about to pop mine. I got the cage Ooh. off, man. You're it's, you're fast. I am. Premature poppage. The the uh, tasty chimay is under there. Alright, here we go. It's nice and slow. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. Yeah, nice slow for slow. Slow for Ease it. Ease it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh. <sighs> was it good for you too? <laughs> I think it was great for me, John. I'm already drinking mine. But yes. Oh, man, that's a good beer. I forget. I forget how like uh, how um, beery. I don't know what's the word. Not beery, but how um, full this beer tastes. You know what I mean? Like it just it, it's a it's a thick beer. Like I just want to sip it. I don't want to just beer. drink. It is definitely a sipper. If there is a sipper in beer world, it is Grand Reserve. Well, happy for you, John. Thank you. I mean, we're, I we're feel getting into this. We're, we're getting into, we're getting into season three of Clone Wars. Tonight was a really, or uh, the, 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 let me just say this, the episodes that we're discussing tonight was a really weird sequence, in my opinion. Um, for those that don't know, we're, we're doing everything uh, in BBY chronological order, so we're taking all the Disney New Canon up until a certain point that started in 2021, and we are going in chronological order of um, the Star Wars universe, and... Tonight, we kind of got a little weird. We've been getting into Season 3 of The Clone Wars, and then tonight, we're actually jumping all the way back to Season 1 of The Clone Wars, Episode 22, and then we're going to jump back into uh, Season 3, Episode 9 of uh, The Clone Wars also. And we also had a book that we were going to kind of review, or not a book, but a story in a book, but we'll probably do that on the next podcast, because I, I will freely admit that I did not watch it or read it. Um but uh, it's basically going to be telling us the same story that we saw in the first episode we watched. Uh, again, uh, episode 22 of season one from a different point of view. So we'll, we'll get back into that. We'll make sure we, we review that. But um, did you – did you? so so we've talked about it before when we first saw Cad Bane. Uh, we were like, oh, it's our first time seeing Cad Bane. Technically, we should have seen him probably about a year ago whenever we went through season one. I just didn't realize that this episode got kind of skipped. Did you? 
Uh, right. I was really, I had many questions, uh, seeing that we were going to jump all the way back to late season one. And, uh, as we will get into, uh, I get it now. Yeah. It makes total sense. I mean, it, 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 the list that we're going by did a really good job because it does uh, now put everything in sequence. And, um, it's kind of weird that we've had a little bit maybe of the, uh, zero, the hut story, uh, toward the end or toward the really toward the middle of season three. And then now we get the conclusion back in season one, because I guess there was just a summary episode about it or something. I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of weird. It was good though. I it mean, was, I'm, I'm glad we watched it in this order. Uh, it, it definitely weird. Definitely glad to have watched it in the recommended order. So what did you, uh, what did you think of, of 22? So it's, yeah. it's, um, always fun to start off, you know, with, uh, your anti-hero, audibly snapping a guy's neck because yeah, kids seriously. show. Yeah. Seriously. And, and also too, I thought it was kind of cool. It's kind of like the, like the whole a team of, of bounty hunters that he had there, especially the weird, like frog fish guy, whatever he was. Yeah. Um, hey, he's a tech guy. Thought, they're all weird. Tech guys are weird. They're all, they're all it. Yeah. He's probably like on call or something waiting. Uh, it, it, it I don't know. It's, it's, it, Aura Singh, Cad Bane, and then I feel like we should know the other guy from another episode. We too, do. I don't, I don't remember. One. It's not Hondo, but it's it's Hondo's. No, it's not Hondo's Hondo. guy, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. I think he was. I think he was, was originally part of that, or he could have been one of the two guys that trained the clone. That one bat, batch of clones that we watched that one time. I forget what it was, like clone number ninety nine or something like that. Batch ninety nine or something like that. Um, I don't know. We've seen him before. He, he's been around. And then you get two of the uh, IG. 88 droids that I don't think they're supposed to be actual people. I think they're just kind of there along for the weapon yeah. in the, in the firing. Yeah. But, um, the Senate gets taken over really weird how Padme has, uh, Anakin's lightsaber because of just this weird thing that happened and Anakin's running around without his lightsaber. And it kind of shows how feeble he is a little bit without the lightsaber. He I mean, may, he, you know, he still do. kicks a bud, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he, did. he defeated the, the robot. Um, yeah, not true. handily, but decisively. And it was very strange when they all realized that he doesn't have a lightsaber, which was yeah, that was kind of a weird part. Very good deduction. You, you, he doesn't have a lightsaber because he didn't slice the robot in half. Right, but it was weird. Like he just immediately knew that, and I was like, "Is the guy going to really think about that?" I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe that's maybe that's the life of the bounty but hunter. It's it. What was weird to me was they all immediately thought, "Oh, well, he's a, he's a baby now. Let's go get him." Uh, he still kicked oh, yeah. your butt. He just yanked your gun right out of your hand from thirty feet away. What did you think was going to happen? I also thought it was a little bit weird out at the beginning of the episode when Cad Bane and R Singh and all of them walk up and they like have that little attack against all the and he audibly snaps the guy's neck where they have that little attack against all the the Senate guards. They like they pan up to the window and you wouldn't think that Anakin would know something's up. Like they literally just had this gunfight right out their window. That's true. That's a good point. And I was like, really thick windows. some kind of alarm bells? Yeah, would, yeah, I guess really thick, or your Jedi oh, powers I mean, didn't if sense you, the... If you really think about it, none of this makes any sense, but we know that, that it has to play out this way, okay? I mean, there, there should yeah, be true. far more levels of security, not just taking out one guy, and you're in. And we kind of got a little bit from the ones we reviewed in the last episode that, that, that Cad Bane was going to be... A, doing something, trying to, because remember, he he uh, scanned C-3PO's mind to get the Senate map, and then you knew he had, it was doing some other mission for the Huts. but I really didn't think that he was going to be just brazenly walking up and, you know, kidnapping all these senators, and then really kind of not caring whether they live or died toward the end. Right. Um, 
it was pretty that's pretty brutal i mean that's that's a pretty brutal little uh little uh story about it uh in the last episodes that we watched in season three with the mind wipe for c3po to get the senate plans and yes. then um the zero of the hut you know well we knew that he was, that the huts wanted him to go get zero of the hut but again it's just so weird that this bounces back to an episode that we've already seen that that if you watch this show continuously from the beginning you would have already seen all of this and then and we've had like a lot of episodes building up to that yes i don't it, know it just it just seemed really weird i did it it, it can't say it enough it's really really odd to go back a season and a half not not quite two full seasons but a season and a half at least uh it i, I don't get it but you know it was uh overall it was a very interesting uh engaging i should say episode when they're yeah, hunting him down through the hallways um that 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 was that was good tension you know they they did a good job of uh, building the tension which i guess he has to not have his lightsaber because then you would know that it's all over Right, he would just confront yeah, them dead. dead on. So yep. yeah, it would have been it would have been quick. And also, too, I like it that the episode shows a little bit of his technical kind of hacking skills. You know, where he gets the he's able to call up to Palpatine and up Palpatine, and uh, through his little like uh, kind of uh, rewiring of his of his transcommunication device and that stuff. So I mean, that was it was good. It was a good episode. I liked it. Now, did you like that next episode better, season three, episode nine? Did I like it better? I didn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. that question. I did I like it better. I think i like i don't know if i liked it better i think i liked it as much i i was of course very frustrated by the ending of the next episode when cabin gets was this, away was this well that's what i was gonna say is this um was this the first time you'd seen quinlan boss the name sounded familiar i i wrote it okay. down because it was like, this sounds important and then he shows up and i have no idea who that is okay yep yeah. Uh, yeah, so so I didn't think that because I know that there's a book that we're going to be reading, and he has a little arc that comes into play uh, coming up in the Star Wars universe that I know about from the comics and such. But um, I, this was I, I figured I think this was the first introduction that we kind of have to him. I think his um, I think if do you remember um, it, it was the was it the Boba Fett series? No, it was the Obi Wan series. Where Obi Wan is in that safe house that they're using uh, when him and Leia are in the safe house, and remember he lets Leia run up to the ship, and he goes, "I'll, I'll follow you. I'll be there in a minute." And um, and he gets invited back into the safe house behind this huge robot guy. Do you remember? Do you remember this? It was nope. right after he had confronted Vader, and they were running from Vader. Uh, well, there's there's a part in there where he's like, "This is a Jedi." Like Obi Wan is, you know, the older Obi Wan is like, um, "This is a Jedi safe house," and then he like looks up at the wall, and he's like. Quinlan Boss was here. So, so, I, so I didn't know if you maybe recognize the name from that scene. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's like, he's like, my old, my old friend Quinlan Boss was here. And she goes, yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of Jedi come through here. That doesn't even ring a bell. This is fun. It's like the, it's like, it's like the, under, it's like the Underground Railroad type thing where, okay. um, where they kind of marshaling the Jedi off. Because uh, remember, they're being hunted down. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying the, the, the Obi-Wan uh, Disney Plus series? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay, that actually does kind of ring a bell. I'm sorry, I was p- trying to picture a comic book. I, when you said the oh, Obi Wan no, series, no, I'm sorry. I really yeah, went to yeah, a comic yeah. book. Well, that's the Hill thing is we, we yeah I, I should have specified it because we we read on this podcast we read the Obi Wan Anakin uh, miniseries and then yes. also Obi Wan has a couple of things too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I meant to say the Obi Wan TV show, Post Order sixty six, we're having little Leia and all that kind of stuff. So that meant something to you when it happened in the TV show. Yeah, totally. I was like, okay. "Oh, they're talking about Quinlan Boss." I was That's like, awesome. a, "Okay, a little bit of fan service there." Yeah, what it was, it said it served it, no it was, purpose it, in the plot. Right? It's like, well, if he was here, then I know so and so, or nothing like that. It was just fan service, mm, right? Right? I think yeah. I think it led to the I think it led to the fact that you now know Quinlan Boss is alive, or 
could be alive, I guess you should say. After mm. Order 66. Yeah, like all of the Jedi are. <laughs> I know this, this gets your goat so bad that there's so many people that are alive it, after Order 66. It's messing with but... my childhood, and I do not appreciate it. Um... Okay, so we get we get Quinlan Boss, and then we get the 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 hut that just annoys the hell out of me. I cannot stand the voice. Of oh Zero no, the hut. no kidding! And then you add in Sice Noodles, who let's be honest, that was a great ending to this episode. Sure, sure. Yeah, I I did not expect her to just whip out a gun and, and kill him, uh, which I was like, whoa, Sice Noodles, the murderer. Nice. I, I can't say I was really all that surprised, but no, I wasn't expecting it, so that's fine. Did you pick up on and and this is this is this I was impressed the uh, song and dance number that that they do earlier in the episode has such strong echoes of the Temple of Doom opening. It's the same music. No, I did not pick up on that. Shots and dance moves. Uh, The song itself, the words are are different, but they echo the anything goes from um, Temple of Doom. It was fantastic. I did not. Ca- I'm gonna actually go back and watch it because I want to see that. You could play, play, play that, and play Temple of Doom side by side. You will hear the same music. The words are all different, of course, right? Because it's, yeah, yeah. it's gobbledygook. It's hot, um, hot ease, yeah. I was. We're halfway through it, and they're getting up to the chorus line, and I was totally prepared for for what's her name again? What's the, the long lip? What's her name? Oh, Sias Noodles. Yeah, for her to to say anything goes. I was really ready for that. <laughs> No, I, I, it's so cracking me up because I, I did not make that connection whatsoever at yeah. all. They, 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 they had to know what they were doing. It's oh yeah, way yeah. too close. Well, they don't have to worry about licensing either. Right there, you go. Yeah, so uh, to the bag. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like the, the second episode. I think a little bit more than I like the first episode. I like um, seeing a hut mummy. Yeah, hut and, mummy and was the wicked. and the mom, mama hut, mama hut, and hut mummy. That was kind of weird. Mama hut was weird. She's big girl. I don't know. She was. It's kind of gross. Like I, I don't. It just. I don't. That was kind of weird. Like, did, like did it you shows up? the. She's using those little uh, like black slime creature things as a hairdo. She stacks them on her head. Yeah, she stacks them on her head. Yeah, and then also too, I was like a little bit confused because they walk into this like this like low little hut like you know hut thing out on the on a swamp, and then you walk in and she's like this towering figure that looks like she should be like three stories up. You know, it's just kind of weird. I didn't pick up on that. You're kind of right. Yeah, then I, I did like how Quinlan Boss is like just kicks open the door, and Obi Wan's like, "No, what are we doing? Like, you, know, right. you can't do this." Yeah, which uh, Quinlan Boss he, he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Qui Gon Jinn, that kind of uh, just different Jedi. You know what I mean? Just kind of like okay. And then um, one of Quinlan Boss's neat things is, and he did this with the cup inside of the episode, is that he can kind of pick up an object and tell a little bit about its history, which was also also kind of in uh, Jedi Survivor, I think, uh, the first Jedi game. Uh, well, it, maybe in the new one, I just haven't played it all the way through yet. But um, he can like you know pick up a, an object and learn about it from from previous you know, times. That's how he you know of course knew that. I'm really torn on there. on that force ability because if you're this great tracker guy, and yep. it's just because you you get to touch things and see a secret movie in your head about what happened, that's kind of cheating yeah. a little bit. You know? I guess I mean Obi Wan's always had that weird connection with animals thing. So I feel like that's kind of his little thing. I mean, everybody, yeah. And then I know, the seekers, I know, that's what I'm torn on it. Everybody, it, the whole idea is that, you know, it's a potpourri. It, it's a Benetton ad of Jedi. Everybody's got their own thing, and that's fine. I like it. I like the character. I thought he was a neat character. I liked that he was a little impulsive. You know, you, get, yep. you, you only take so much of the, 
the Zen Buddha Jedi thing. Um, so yeah, that was good. And, and, and of course, again, the ending, so frustrating. I just wanted Cad Bane taken down uh, a peg. As in, not captured, just... Well, I don't know. Well, really, uh, didn't we see him captured? Didn't we see him captured? Uh, or was that Arasang? I'm thinking of Arasang. Yeah, yeah. He can be ca- they can be captured. They're going to get away. Okay, so yes, capture oh, yeah. him. It, it, for him, and I, again, I know what they're doing. For him to have endless gadgets all arrayed around his yeah, body yeah. to 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 get away, and and potentially he's trying to kill these these guys. It just gets really frustrating. You're Jedi. You can't take him down. And again, yeah, and there's they can't. I get it. I know. But he's got the jetpacks. And 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 everything he can uh, taser somebody. He can actually it was more than a taser. It was like cooking. Obi, he's yeah, he's smoking. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was it was legit. And then also too, um, I don't think I've ever seen Cad Bane's ship before this episode, which I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what that name of that ship is, or if there's any history behind that or anything like that. But I didn't get a chance to look. It, it up. didn't look familiar, so I assumed that we hadn't seen it. But he's got to have like an awesome ship, though, right? I mean, he's like one of the most nefarious. Well, wait, 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 wait. We did see a ship. In way back in the in the um, one of the comics, which one was it? Not his ship? Was he just part of the I don't crew? Think, I don't think we've in the comics or in the show. We see. So my introduction to Cad Bane, because this is all new to me, was in a comic. If you recall, and I'm trying to remember which comic it was. I, was it the Django comic where they have a little fat, and it's it, it, he's like. Um, or it's little Boba, and he's learning to just now be, you know, a big. He's in. The, he's hunter. in that comic. I don't think that was the first one. Okay. Or maybe it was. I'm not sure. Maybe but we'll have to go, go back ahead, and look. Go back and look. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe can, that I wasn't can, a show. Maybe that's. Maybe that's just. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was the one where. Yeah, I, I think I remember which one you're talking about. I think we did see it, and I think maybe that was the same ship. Although it didn't really ring a bell in my head whenever I saw it. But I don't know. I'll have to do some research on it. I'll report back. Cad Bane ship. The Baner. The Baner Mobile. The Baner. <laughs> the Baner. Um, yeah, good episodes this week. I, yep. I, I thought they were pretty good. Um, but yeah, but better than better than I think some of the other ones we've been watching here lately. Uh, again, Size Noodles and the Murderer is, was Chef's Kiss to me. I was just like, I did not expect it. And I was just like, oh, that's beautiful. Um, and the fact that she actually, like, like she, he's dead. Like, <laughs> Zero the Hut's gone. I mean, it's just like, oh, man. That, I don't know. Yeah, I cool. I, even though I wasn't all that surprised when she uh, turned on him, I I was actually surprised that she took him out. Just no hesitation. Yeah, same here. And, you know, this character that we've seen several, several, several times, gone out. Bye bye. And yeah, I didn't like it him, was, so that was fine. And her voice was kind of irritating too. Yep. So it kind of got but both of them together. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right, fine. Have this conversation to be done, please, please. Um. All right, shall we move on to Geekery? Sure. All right, man, what you been what you been watching? What you been what you been reading? What so you been playing? I actually have uh, a question. Did we discuss the Bad Batch? Have we discussed that? No, because I asked you not to because I was in the middle of it. Okay, so where and are you I'm now? St- I am still in the middle of it. You're in the middle of everything. You know that? I am. I am in the middle. I, I I made pretty good progress on season one, because there's a season two now, right? Yeah, there's season two, which is what um, I want to talk about. Season two. All right, I'll I'll try to catch up, John. Calm down, man. You I'm need trying. to prioritize the bad batch. 
Well, let me tell you what I have been prioritizing. Okay. Not the Bad Batch. But do we want, do we want to talk about Silo? I, I say go for it, because uh, if you don't know Silo, well, you missed out. Sorry. And we did not talk about Silo in the last podcast, correct? Correct. correct. Okay. Yeah, because I think we were going we to give it a little bit of time to marinate, because the ending had just came out. Um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Do not listen to this podcast if you're going to watch the show, because we're going to spoil it, and you don't want it to be spoiled. You, I you, you seriously you do not want... Well, the, You do not want that show to be spoiled. It, the, the ending of season one, above all else, yes. That, that will just absolutely ruin the entire... It is truly one of those things that if you... If I knew that up front, it... Yeah, let's let's dance around. The, the let, let's 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 dance around the last episode. But I want to talk Just, about. It. That's what I want, Scott. All right, all right, all right. I theories. Let's Actually, I don't have theories. I want to hear your theories. But ooh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, take us through what is Silo. Silo is uh, it's based on a series of books which I actually never heard of, but they seem extremely popular. So I don't know how I missed the the books. But um, see here, how, how do you set this up? Basically, uh, we learn about a community of people that live inside uh, an inverted silo, being a silo that dives down into the earth versus you know being on top of it, and it's down really deep, like 114 levels. I think it's mentioned at one no, point. Like so it could be one, totally... 150. It's, it's really, 150. really, really deep. Yeah, yeah, so it's really, really deep. Down toward the bottom, uh, there's some mines and some other stuff, like hard, hard labor. Then you have, at the very bottom, you have the mechanics, which our, char- our main character is, is part of at the beginning of the of the show. Um, and then you have kind of like, um, you know, farming agriculture levels, and then you have tech levels, and then you have like all this stuff. You have uh, the mayor and um, the justices and a bunch of other people who are kind of overseeing everything. The mayor is supposed to represent the people. The sheriff is supposed to represent the people. They're voted on by everybody. Um, the justice, uh, what, what do they call the justice judicial. department people? The judicial, yeah. The judicial is kind of like the overseers over all of the silo. And um, they're like, there's basically secret police. I mean, it's yeah, they are. Yeah. But, but it's also like a um, kind of like a back and forth, like uh, struggle because they want to honestly give the mayor and stuff the reins. But sometimes they have to uh, do enforcement duties because they need to make sure that everyone stays safe. And the glory of this show is that you're constantly questioning whether they actually do keep people safe, um, whether they give autonomy to, you know, the mayor and all these other places and, and, and what is their secret motive? Um, oh, another aspect of the show too, that's kind of neat is that if anybody at any time goes to the judicial, I guess it's just the judicial. Oh no, just says they, at any point, anywhere at all. And somebody hears them, you don't have to go to the judicial. Okay, so if, yes, okay, I missed that part. So, so anytime anyone anywhere asks to leave the silo, they are allowed out. to I leave. I want to go outside. I want to go out, right? Yeah. And um, and it's a big deal, of course. Like whenever somebody does actually want to leave the silo, and it's like a it's like a rite of passage in that there is this massive. I guess it's like a video screen. Mm-hmm. They they don't. It's not a window because it's it could no. Be a it's it's yeah. It's, At first, you you kind of think it's a window, but then you realize it's not yeah. a window. It's a video screen. Yeah, it's it's like a big video screen of a camera that's pointed at the exit door, and it's customary for someone to go and clean the window for everybody in the silo to see out of from then on, and then they usually end up dying. Usually, and, uh, yeah. Well, they, you, yeah, they, you they die they, within. What like like 20, 10 seconds. 30 seconds? Yeah, it's yeah. is not long at all, right? And uh, so that's that's the premise. And again, we're about to spoil the whole thing. So please, 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 if you're going to watch, the I'm show, not kidding. Not if you don't want to be spoiled, yeah, please don't turn please it off. Don't. 
Yeah, so um, I thought the ending was absolutely brilliant in two ways. Number one, just the ending itself was very, um, I don't want to say surprising, but but a, an angle that I didn't think would happen. And then number two, I didn't get the tape thing up until the end. And I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. The tape thing? What's the tape thing? The whole reason she steals the tape is because it's better. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, and that's what and that's what they taped up her suit with. Right. That's why she was able to live longer. It's because right. she had the tape that was yeah, the you're, good tape. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I I forgot that little detail, but yes, that that did come full circle. That was very nice. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really really well planned. The the I, I love the the whole, most of the season was this huge misdirection because they make it so clear that what they see in the cafeteria that big view screen is it's fake. Okay, the yep. real. The re- it's a fake like a like a like a, a tape that's being you just replayed over and over. The real reality is that the Earth has recovered from whatever devastation it had, and there's green grass and plants and birds and everything, and and the silo is conspiring to keep everybody uh, hemmed in for for power. Right, the people in right. power want to stay in power, or they f- they somehow delude themselves into thinking that it actually is dangerous. So then, when she gets kicked out. And realizes it really is devastated. It really is poisonous and dangerous. That was the most brilliant thing. Because I yeah, did not really see was. that coming at all. I I didn't know what was going to happen. Like I like I didn't I didn't I didn't buy into the whole green thing completely, but I also didn't buy into the whole everything's yeah, I I didn't know. I, I thought it was a very good ending in that you are you are literally led to believe the entire show and it's not just like it's 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 through actions like it through the actions of the characters you're led to believe that it's a lie i mean you think it's a lie and then when she gets up there and it's not it's wicked i mean it's just it's just a like you're like holy crap and then for them to almost provide a heaven a little bit when you get out i was like you gotta be kidding me i was like this is like 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 Tim Robbins' character was great. I, I I really was just like that was great acting. Um, Cobbin's good in it too. I mean he's every character in that whole. Well, I want show you to go back because really this is what I want to ask you about. So what was when he says she realizes uh, the truth or the fake, it's fake or whatever? What was the deal with the 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 green being that was being the that was the fake thing? What was why go to that trouble? Yeah, I think that they. I, I don't know the reason that they did the green thing, but the, it was a hologram. Like it, she thought it sure. was like because she yeah, saw the same birds real. over and over and over again that she had seen right. in the past. Yep. And, and then she had the sheriff's she had the sheriff's thing, so she like would like pushed it through like into the ground or something like that, and it messed up the um, the hologram. Which also I didn't the badge. Understand. Yeah. What? What? I don't get that part. I don't know. I don't know if she knew what she was doing there, or if she didn't, or. Um, was taking the badge to him, technically? Well, that's what I'm thinking, because, no, shouldn't they be lying there? Their bodies are actually, we thought their bodies were were not there the whole time, because it was fake. They were faking all of it. But they really did stumble out there and die, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were dead, and I I don't know. So she put the badge through the thing, because she knew where he was, and she was like, I'm going to put your badge, here's your badge back. Ah, I didn't didn't catch that part, but you're right. And then she she pushed through the hologram. And then she pushed through the hologram. And then she was like, no, there is a body here. And then she's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And then he and, well, the rest of the, the place, the the judicial think that she should be dying soon. And she doesn't because of the tape. So the, the last scene is really cool where it's her walking up the top and seeing literally 
hundreds of silos all I'm outside say dozens. the city? I'm going to say dozens. Um, you think dozens? Okay. I'm going to say dozens because did you pick up on the, the little keychain with 18 on it that glowed red a couple of times? Oh, were they the 18th silo? Yep. They were silo uh, 18. I didn't, I didn't catch that part. So I did not catch that part at all. That, to me, if you're going to if you're gonna do that, you're going to give a... You're going to use that as a, a way to communicate to the reader what kind of magnitude we're talking about here. You know, you would have said 192 if, if it were something really big. So Yeah, no, you're right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, okay. And it should... And it should and what you see in that view, that last view, is probably about, you know, like 30 or 40. So, yeah, I, I'll go with that. And then you see the city, though, smoking in the background, which I didn't get because there was never really any mention of a city. Like... Well, there wouldn't be. They, they have, these people, and this is the part that I, I question. Um, how long have they been in the silo? Like 400 years or something? Maybe 500? They talk about it's a rebellion. A it's, mul- it's definitely multiple generations. Well, like, yeah, two dozen generations. And in that time, it's kind of like, um, well, it's not kind of like uh, Rise of Skywalker because that was only 30 years and they forget the Jedi exist. hate that movie. Anyway, um... So it's been 500 years, let's say. Spoiler alert for episode 453. <laughs> that everybody has completely forgotten that they used to live outside. That there was things, there were things like you know uh, grass and and oceans and waves and and animals. I mean, it's it's they've forgotten everything. So okay, so so the, and, and this comes from the the um, the Gestapo level uh, of, of of relics, like uh, so. Anything that came from before the silo is completely and utterly banned. Like, like big time. Like, well, I don't know. I got to take that back. At the yeah, beginning video of the cameras, show, you led, um, yeah, you, yeah, Pez dispensers. I mean, like just just stuff that we see every day is completely and utterly banned in this place. Except though, and I didn't quite get this in, in the end, but there's some upper level people that had these relics in their apartment. I think it was the second to last episode where she goes into the then mayor, who is really just a puppet for the judicial. Um, she goes into her apartment and she's got like all these relics all around in these glass cases. And I'm like, that, I thought we were supposed be to case. have relics. Yeah. No privilege, P- privilege of power. Yeah, she's I got guess, all I of those. It's... Um, she's got the all the sketch, the, liquor, like the, the yeah. bourbons and the stuff. What I'm talking about, she's got stuff that that's very, 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 very old, and she. As mayor, uh, she's been mayor for for what forty years or something. Um, she gets to enjoy that, and then the guy who took over um, comments on that that he's basically blowing through all that liquor because you know my liquor now. I'm trying to think of was it it was the mayor it was the mayor's apartment I think that had that just sketch and stuff right wasn't it or am I thinking it was somebody or was it somebody else's I'm wondering now if it was um um. The main uh, was it the uh, the the judicial guys the, the tinkerer guy, oh, I actually I don't, I don't know. honestly remember the scene you're talking about so I can't really comment but the mayor did have um, oh she had the wine and the brandy back. and all the stuff yeah, yeah 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 no I remember that and then um I enjoyed the uh, there was a character in there that was kind of odd because he was very much by the book and by the book i mean that they actually have a book that they refer to uh with about the pact i think it's called the pact that, that was the yeah. uh, the agreement between the people and the and the um uh judicial and uh and he i liked his character he was very di- like i didn't like you you suspect him of being a plant at first from judicial to go in and quote unquote help her but he actually yeah. turns into be 
being a pretty good character. Like he actually like is just like, look, I'm doing this by the book. You know, I, I, it doesn't really matter who you are, or what you are. We have a pact. This is what we go with. And he was kind of this weird element of like um, systematic stability that I don't think either side expected. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I thought that I his character was really he, neat. He's there to stand in as the everyman. Uh, most people just want to do the right thing, and he was trying to do the right thing at every point. And yes, yeah, and I whether love that whether character. whether you like that whether you like that or you didn't like that about him, because there were certain aspects when you're like, oh, I don't wish you wouldn't do that, right? Um, but but yeah, it was good. And then also too, I thought it was really neat that um, so uh, Juliet, the main character, uh, she uh, falls in love with a guy, and they find a way into this like. Like I think it was the drill machine for building the silos. It was this massive, and this is it where it was huge. Yeah, it was so this, cool. This, this so far, silos reminding me a little bit of Lost because they're they're setting up things that they don't explain, and uh, I I like it. Right, if you fall apart on it as Lost did, you're gonna piss me off. But that yeah, when they got down to the very 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 bottom bedrock down there with the massive drilling machine that that just drilled straight in, you know, made the silo just drilled straight into the earth. That was fantastic. Is it like, does every single silo have their own drill that just gets discarded to the side? Yes, absolutely. I mean, was this like, no, you just, think so? Yeah, okay, you, you know the channel, right? The 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 the, the bridge uh, tunnel underneath the English Channel. Yes. Okay. Yes. They had two giant, giant, giant machines that drilled from each side, <clears throat> met in the middle, okay. right? And then what okay. they do with these giant, giant, giant machines that cost millions of dollars? I don't know. What they, did they drove do? them down into the ground. Just kept on going, and you leave them there. So you're telling you're telling me, and I, I don't I don't know this about the channel. In the middle of the channel, there are literally two huge machines huge. underneath the channel itself. Yes, yeah, they 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 drilled down. You know, like you get them out of the way. You go 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 down like you know fifty feet or whatever it is, and get them out of the way, and then you complete the tunnel itself and lay the tracks and trains go through. Yeah, I had I did not know that. That's it a cool is, reference because I'm pretty. Pretty it's more expensive that's what's going to get them out than to just yeah. Leave. They've done their job, right? They're yep. custom built, so it's not like you're going to you know make channels everywhere. So it makes no sense to pay money to get them out. Well, for who no says reason. you can't make channels, John? I say we make channels everywhere. I want a channel. Yeah, to... tell that to Elon, man. Board company's going to be they're going to be they're going to put stuff that what they got one under Las Vegas now, and they don't think a plan to yeah, do something I want a channel to the airport. I want to just bite you know, bypass by oh, going under the man. whole city. Just boom, I'm at the airport in, in thirty minutes. That would be. That would be the best thing ever for Atlanta. We live on the yeah. north end of Atlanta, and, and getting to the airport sometimes is a two-hour ordeal, which is the airport is south. Always. Atlanta. It's always a problem. It doesn't matter anymore what time of day you go. It's always a problem now. Yeah, it's, that's just Atlanta in general, though, too, traffic-wise. But um, yep. I, I, I never knew that about the shuttle. I never knew that they did. And I 100% positive that is what the illusion was inside that story. Yeah. And when I saw that, I thought, yeah, that's exactly what you do. I mean, wh- where are you go- how are you going to pull it out? How are you going to get that out of there? In pieces, yeah, it's let's, not worth it. Let's think about the, the, the math, too. If we're 150 levels down... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, what, what are the neat thing about this story and that, that I really like is that from the architecture standpoint, there is only one stairwell in the center. I, I like they love have, they have setup. Tr- I love this, They have this, trash this, yeah. chutes and some other stuff on there, but yeah. the, main pe- the main way people get around is going up and down stairs every day. And then you have this cool little, like... Like side businesses of porters and stuff who run messages up and down, and all they do is go up and down the steps every day. It's really neat. It was really well thought out, kind of uh, world, a nice, like yes, a nice, nice world building. I really when they uh, the the mayor again spoiler the mayor gets killed, 
And the new mayor says, I'm going to have, what was it? It was a something. It's like a, a race to the top or something like that, where people race up that central stairway uh, and, you know, somebody wins and I don't know what they win, but it's, it's a very nicely thought out world building um, that everything is, is central it, it, around that stairway. Yeah. I fully expected at some point too, for like stuff to be, how do I say this? A coordinated effort of somebody dropping something at some certain point. And then holding a net out to catch it, like as in like a quick mode of transportation, like a legal mode of transportation between the levels. Yeah. But that never right. ever happened. I, I really thought we were going to see that because after like you know some people, some people die in the, in the show and they fall all the way down, all the way down to the bottom. Um, but like uh, I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, you could totally be like, or even the trash chute, just open up the trash chute and be like, I'm dropping it. You ready? And then somebody catches it and then you take it inside. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of neat. The um, so the whole thing uh, on the show too with the relics is that uh, they've discovered not only just the relics, but they've discovered this whole hard drive of video, and it's really cool because like uh, the the justice uh, they're they understand they have all these they have all these relics catalogs, so they know what's out there, what could be out there, who might have it, who might not, and they keep up with this because it's like it's it's a it's very religious that they need to eradicate any you know anything that happened before the silo. And um, and uh, when Tim Robbins' character is just like, do you remember what number was on the side of the hard drive? And the guy was like, 18. And uh, he was like, one, one, seven, one, eight. And then you can see Tim Robbins' character just be like, no, as if like everyone knows what the 18th hard drive is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they know, like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. So like, like, so is it something to do with their silo or is it like, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought it was, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really well done. Uh, <clears throat> from top to bottom, absolutely yes, it was. I, I did not. I don't think I expected to like it as much as I did. Uh, I liked that there were several episodes that had wonderful cliffhanger endings that they then did not cheat us out of at the beginning of the next episode. They were good cliffhangers that they picked up on and and ran with. That was that was great. It's funny because your your um, your illusion of lost is is really apt because I do get that exact same feeling that I got from that show. Except mm-hmm. I felt like at times with Lost though, they created mysteries just to create mysteries that never would have gotten answered. Even yes, with all and that's, that, that's even where you with all that off. filler, even with all that filler, even with all the episodes that they did per season, there were still some some things that like they just never circled back to. Yeah, and, because um, they didn't know they didn't have a plan. Not that we're going to get into talking about Lost, but they didn't have a I plan. Know, they I'm were saying. winging it as they went. And they they viewed it as a way to spur engagement, right? We'll, we'll show a lot of these little um, pathways that may lead somewhere, right? And so that gave them the freedom to pick up on it later if they wanted to. And when they didn't, that, that means it was a path to nothing. And that's just, that is abusing the trust of your viewers, and that's why, yeah, it got really annoying. Yeah, I, I'm totally agreement with that. All right, so what, are, what else have you been watching? Silo was great. I highly recommend it. You know, I really hope we didn't spoil it for anybody because you should really go watch all of it in, in sequence and, and enjoy it. Um, what else have you been watching? Uh, we've not talked about Ted Lasso, have we? We did not talk about the final season of Ted Lasso. No, we talked about Ted Lasso on the podcast before. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, the, but the, yeah, the final season. Have you watched the final season? Are you in the middle of it? Oh, yeah. No, no, I've watched, okay. I, I've watched all of it, John. So... <laughs> All right, listen, listen, listen to you. Are you in the middle of it? Is it like a... What did you think me. of the potentially final season of Ted Lasso? 
Okay, I I heard that it was the final season, so I, maybe I didn't know that they're. Oh, it, if okay. unless they decide to go forward, it is the yeah, it's done. Okay, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good writing. I thought the ending was uh, wrapped up pretty well. I think um, maybe a little rushed on the ending. Yeah, I feel like I feel, I feel like you kind of you kind of got the news and knew what was going to happen. I think within the last like just two episodes. Um, so I you know I. Amazing show. Huge fan. Huge fan. Absolutely love I, the fact that you can have a show that's that's honestly a wholesomely good show. You know, for you know, I am not knocking any of the other like, you know, the the you know uh you know, um mental wellness and all that kind of stuff at all. But I'm just saying it was a good feeling show and I love those kind of shows and I think it was brilliant writing. I'm going to say that um I did not watch it for the longest time, and yet I heard about it incessantly. So mm-hmm. when I finally watched the first season, I was duly impressed. Good, good job, good show. I get it. And the second season was okay. All right, I'm, I'm with you. Let's let's keep this going. Third season really didn't. It was not clicking. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it it saved itself a little bit at the end because it's a feel good ending, right? It's, it's yeah. meant to make you feel yeah. good. Patch on the back. No, that's fine. Um, I, I I guess possibly I feel a little cheated because the whole setup of the show is you know can can this guy this fish out of water make good and he does and then walks away. That's an interesting take on it. Well, that's what yeah, they were going I, I, for, right? He he decided he realized what was important to him in life, and it was his son. Yeah, and, and 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 it took him going through his past with his dad to get to that point, and I thought that was a good story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, it, there's there's like, um, what do you call what is uh, the, the the muse? Isn't that what they Shakespeare used to call like the person that just kind of says like the most truest words on something? That's like um, May, the bartender lady, was the best muse ever. I think that that character should go down in history as like as good as it gets. I mean, just the right words at the right time, and it's just said plainly. And um, I don't know. I, I, and that, I really that gets the show. to more of what I enjoyed about the show originally was the culture. That what when you get into seeing the world of of of, shall we say, English football, and the, mm-hmm. the fan culture and all of that sort of stuff. That's that's fun. That was really fun to watch. And season three really got away from that kind of thing. It did. It, it, I think season three they knew they had a platform to deliver a message. And they went really heavy into that message. And it was a good message, and I'm fine with the message. I'm just saying that I think that it veered a little bit more away from the football aspect of everything. And Yes, very far away from the football. And that, that became noticeable. Let me, say, let me say this. I think the first season was very much about the football, the sports, how somebody like that can, can win with a team that he's you know clearly doesn't know what he's doing and then learn from that. And then the second season was a really deep dive into the people. Mm-hmm. And the third season was a really deep dive into the message, and I, I wouldn't say season three was the best season because I still think season one was probably the best season for me. Yeah, but season, season three was good. It was good writing. It's always been good writing. Uh, um, at some point, you know, you don't tune in to Law and Order to for them to veer off and show a school teacher dealing with problematic kids and trying to reach out to them. I mean, that that's not what the show is. And that was the what they were doing. They get way far afield from why I came to watch the show in the first place. Yeah, why you came to watch the show. I yeah. agree with that. 
Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. Have you watched Wrexham at all? Who? Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know what that is. Welcome to Wrexham. You can keep saying uh, those words. I still don't know what it is. Welcome to <laughs> Wrexham. Oh How many times can you say the same thing over? Okay, okay. so uh, it's it's uh, it's um, uh-huh. is a show about a football club that Rob uh, McInerney and Ryan Reynolds purchased over in the UK. It's in Wales, actually, I think. Um, and the city's called Wrexham. And they, they go in and they purchase this football club because, um, A, they want to do it as an investment. And, of course, they know they're big-name people and they can get people you know, to come to the game and all this other kind of stuff. But they also, like, really enjoy the town and want the town to prosper. So they created a show about them purchasing the club to begin with and then also the different people in the town who have been, like, you know, Wrexham fans for their entire lives. And then uh, it's like the college football here in the South. Like, it's it's very much like these people are born and bred – you know, uh, roll tight Alabama guys. And then they not only show the club getting better, trades, you know, winning, losing, ups and downs, all that kind of stuff, but also they show the people in the town and how the town is attached to this club and how um, it's a really big, good football story. So that's, I think, more along the lines of what last season one to me was. And then it started diving into the characters and it started diving into the mental wellness and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, like I said, I'm not knocking that at all. But I think that if, if, if you like that aspect of Lasso, you really need to go watch Welcome to Wrexham. Okay. Uh, I, in the middle of your diatribe there, I've added the show to my list of things to watch. Yeah, so we can discuss it too. Um, so, so one of the neat things too is that this is a really low-tier club. So I didn't realize how many different tiers there are in English soccer, but there's like seven different tiers. And they are the sixth uh, tier. So when you get to the top one or two in your season, you get to move up to the next tier. And then the other two tiers, like the lowest two teams from there, back back down a tier. So it's really like this journey of like this multi-year journey of them trying to get to the Premier League in soccer, um, you know, up there with the, with, the, with the big boys. So it's really good, really good show. Uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about it before because I've been watching that for forever since it started coming out. I mean, I guess there's only really one season of the show, but it's like a good number of episodes, like 18 episodes or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm... What I'm seeing here is 18 episodes. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Really really worth a watch. I highly recommend it to everybody. John, did you finish your Shemay yet? I, ha- I have not. This is a very big bottle, my friend. And It, uh, is, it is a big bottle, and it is a sippy, sippy beer. Sippy, so sippy, I am literally, beer. I think if I put my, my glass back into the bottle, I'm only halfway through. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little past that, but but uh, no, I have uh, probably two more glasses left. It is good. Happy 40th, man. Thank you. Um, Same to you. Okay, so for episode 41, which will be on our next journey to 60, which is our next bottle of Jemais, um, we're, we're, a little bit, we're going to do a little bit different, I think, on this next episode because we've got a story from the Stories of Dark and Light, which is a short story. I think it's only like 10 pages long. So that is basically a rehash of the first episode that we watched tonight, um, but from a senator's point of view, I believe. So uh, it's kind of short. So we got that, and then we've also got some of these Forces of Destiny episodes to watch. So if we're going by chronological order... I think we're going to do the stories from the dark and light. We're going to do forces of destiny season one, episode 11 and forces of destiny season one, episode six. Cause they're all in that 21 BBY period. And then we'll also do our, our normal two uh, new clone wars episodes, which would be uh, clone wars episodes, season three, 10 and 11. It's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of homework, John. Are we up for it? I, I can do it. All right. Yeah. I think that, so those forces of destiny, uh, I think you said that they're only two, three minutes long. Very short, yes. Yeah, so there may not be that much to discuss with those guys, but at least we're keeping with the, uh, the chronological order. So. so it was good. Good episode tonight. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And uh, cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Everyone stay safe. 
This is the 11 Parsecs Podcast, episode 40. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at 11parsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with that sly noodle, Eric Thompson. Thank you for joining us. Anything goes.